gives it to Henry. Henry bounces it outside. 5, 10, 15, stiff arm, 20, 25, 30, 40, stiff arm, 50, 40, 30. He's on his feet. Big chase, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Titans, 99 yards. The longest run in franchise history. And the Titans are up by 11. Calls. Gotta love Tennessee Radio on that one. Welcome, everybody. And at the week 14 edition of TSN 4 Downs on TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1150 Hamilton. I'm Andy McNamara, and as you know, we are delivered by Domino's. Go grab yourself a large four-topping pizza for just $12.99. Add on some side dishes. If you haven't tried the cheesy bread, you're missing out on life. Or the boneless chicken, marbled cookie brownie for dessert. Check it all out. Domino's.ca. That's Domino's.ca. What a show we got for you today. Senior NFL writer for ESPN.com, Mike Sando, joins me in about a half hour's time. And sports product manager, Elliot Christ, at the Quant Edge Fantasy Football Tips and Tools for your league playoffs and DFS contest. So some very cool stuff coming up there. Folks, I, I just got to say, that Thursday nighter, thank goodness for that Derrick Henry run, because that was a dog, like we all thought it would be, because the Jaguars suck. They're terrible. Somehow, Cody Kessler threw for more yards than Marcus Mariota, but that was all garbage time. Check out this. This is the stat you have to realize for Cody Kessler. And I've been telling you guys all this, anyone who got excited over the Jacksonville Jaguars, and, oh, Cody Kessler's going to come in. Cody Kessler's going to come in and, and, and save the day for Blake Portals. No. Average 5.6 yards per completion. 5.6. You know how bad that is? That, 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 is, that is like tossing it just uh, across your couch to your buddy. That's a completion for Cody Kessler. He's been that way since he was drafted by the Browns. He, to me, now that Nate Peterman's out of the league, he's going to be battling neck and neck with Mark, Chanchez, Mark Sanchez for the worst quarterback in the National Football League. The worst. That's what Cody Kessler gets you. He did throw a touchdown, which is a little surprising. And ran for 17 yards. But that was a terrible game. How about a fantasy killer? Oh, if that was starting off your fantasy football playoff and you were all comfortable, Leonard Fournette, Kessler's not going to throw. It's going to be Fournette time. 36 yards. Oh. And Derrick Henry, who's been on kind of an, an up and down trend all year, nobody predicted anything close to 238, four touchdowns. That could be a fantasy winner right there. That could be just one of those sick performances that wins you your playoff round. Wow. So glad that one's to bed. There are a lot better matchups coming up. But let's get to the news and notes from around the National Football League in three and out. First down. Now how about this matchup? Is there more pressure on the visiting Philadelphia Eagles or the hosting Dallas Cowboys when they face each other Sunday? The NFC East Division It'll either be the Cowboys if they come out on top, or the Eagles can even it up and make it real interesting down the stretch. ESPN's Darren Woodson gave his opinion. Look, I, you know, the pressure is on, on, on both teams. But I, I would say the more pressure is on Philadelphia in this game because of the fact the Cowboys did beat them earlier in the season. They need this game. They are the defending Super Bowl champs. And not only that, after this game, after this game, the next three games for the Philadelphia Eagles, the Rams... Texans, and I don't know who the last, I think the Washington Redskins are at, at the end of the season. But the Washington, but the Rams and the Texans are going to be tough, tough games for them, win, for them to win. Yeah, they need Washington. to go to Dallas. They need to go to Dallas and win this 
football game. They are the defending Super Bowl champions. And I get it. The Cowboys are at home. There's a lot of pressure on the coaching staff to get this win, and they can set themselves straight for the rest of the rest of the season by winning this game. But for the Eagles, they have to win this game in order to stay alive. But they don't win this game. They're packing up you. They're backing up the U-Haul trucks. That's over. Yeah, it absolutely is now. Here's an interesting thing. The Cowboys, 7-5, and five, Eagles 6-6. Six and six. Dallas has won four in a row. Eagles have won their last two. Starting to come on a little bit. And if you're ever going to show up... Now, we know, traditionally, it takes a quarterback, and, and really most players, a full year to get fully right from a major knee injury. Right? A quarterback, you see it all the time. So next year, I fully expect this whole team and Carson Wentz to rebound fully. But if you're going to make a push... If you're going to say, hey, okay, we know Washington's done with Mark Sanchez. They're out. We know the Giants aren't doing anything at 4-8. and eight. It is a two-horse race for a very gettable d- division here. you got to get it done. Can they sum it up? I'm loving the Dallas Cowboys this week, though, man. Like, th- this team, since Amari Cooper has joined, think about this. Since Amari Cooper's joined, that whole offense and really the whole team has elevated itself. And why? Well, it's because defenses actually have to respect the offense. You can't just say now, all right, we know it's going to Zeke Elliott. And we'll rush Dak Prescott. Oh, and if he tosses it to little Cole Beasley once in a while, who cares? No. Now you actually got to account for Amari Cooper, and that was just the little thing that offense needed to open it all up. I think the Cowboys are going to win here and, and take that division. And you know what? Heck, man, they keep going and stay healthy. They might have an interesting little run in them. All right, let's move on. Second down. Now, we'll dive into the two current head coaching vacancies in our Twitter poll question in a few minutes at AndyMC81 and at TSN4Downs. But a name every year that gets floated around is New England Patriots offensive coordinator Josh McDaniels. You know, the guy that, that screwed over the Colts and returned to Daddy Bill Belichick after the Colts released a press statement announcing him as their coach. That guy. Well, ESPN's Teddy Bruschi isn't so sure that McDaniels would fit in the available head coaching spot in Green Bay. He, he should be a candidate for the job. He should be considered for the job. I mean, Josh McDaniels is, is going to be a head coach in this league. I don't know when it's going to be. I don't know if it's going to be this year. I don't know what kind of deal that they, he made with the New England Patriots and, and Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick. I know that they probably might have told Josh that are we going to have to deal with this again next year. So is there a deal in place down the road? I don't, we don't know that, but in terms of a creative offense of mind from week to week, having different plans, Josh McDaniels absolutely has that knowledge. I think he's ready to be a head coach. He can be a capable head coach. In terms of the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think Aaron Rodgers would want Josh McDaniels as a head coach, and here's why. Because if Josh McDaniels becomes Aaron Rodgers' head coach, and then Everything Aaron Rodgers does, all the success that he has is tied to Tom Brady, is tied to the New England Patriots. They had to bring someone from Tom Brady's past or Tom Brady's career over here to fix you, to have for you to have success. I don't think the ego of Aaron Rodgers would like that. I don't think he wants anything to do with the New England Patriots because he or Tom Brady because I feel that he feels I'm better than Tom Brady, and I don't need his old offensive coordinator to have success. Let's get somebody else in here, someone new, someone fresh, because I'm good enough to make it work with anybody that's going to come in here. So I I understand how we're we're talking about the possibility because Josh is a great head coach, a possible, a great offensive mind, but it's just not going to happen. That was Teddy Bruschi for ESPN. Let's bring in our producer. All right, it's Vandy. All right, now I know you're you're a Pats guy. Uh, oh boy. Listen, this 
I, I would understand Teddy's take more if Aaron Rodgers did not have a Super Bowl already and was arguably the best quarterback in the game. He's got a Super Bowl. If that happened and McDaniels came in, then they won, then maybe. But he's got a Super Bowl. I, I, don't, I don't buy that. I don't buy it either. I mean, just remember Brett Favre and Mike Holmgren. Right, nobody talks about. Oh, Holmgren was Joe Montana's coach, and great. this look at far. That's a great point. You know what I mean? So I don't point. understand what is Teddy trying to say here. And at the same time, this is probably McDaniel's best year coaching. Tom Brady is not the same Tom Brady, no. right? He's banged up. He's banged up, and like he's pretty inaccurate this year. If you look mm-hmm. at his long throws, so his play calling, the use of like James White and Sony Michelle, like it's masterful by McDaniel's this year. So. Of course Aaron Rodgers would want McDaniels on his side. Why wouldn't he? Yeah, uh, that is such a good point with the Holmgren and um, Montana comparison. I, like Again, if Rodgers did not have a Super Bowl, and, you got, and he ha- has the big ego that Teddy Bruschi says, he, but maybe, I could, I could maybe hear that. God, at this point, how many years does he have left? I'm sure if he feels Josh McDaniels gives him the best chance to win a title, he'd sign him up, man. Who cares? Okay, let's move on. Third down. And we have two TSN Four Downs friends of show from the NFL Network, fantasy football expert Adam Rank and football analytics mastermind Cynthia Freeland, teamed up to go over fantasy NFL Week 14 comparisons between established stars and newer performers, beginning with the quarterbacks, Atlanta's Matt Ryan versus the Bills' Josh Allen. Matt Ryan, this one's kind of easy for me. Number five points per game this season. He scored more than 29 fantasy points in three of his past four. And for me, the most important aspect of this, I think it's going to be a high-scoring, close game with the Packers, meaning lots of potential upside here, maybe even some extra football. Yeah, ooh, that'd be fun. Got to throw the ball. It could be a little frigid. I like Josh Allen, but I understand what you're saying. It's Off chaos there, too. I, I it's get It's chaos. It. I'd rather go with the known quantity than the chaos. Fair enough. Well, here we got T.Y. Hilton, Cortland Sutton. Again, I'm going to go with the star as well in this one. I'm afraid that Cortland Sutton might be matched up with Richard Sherman, so that means Doesn't that seem like a good matchup. Doesn't seem like no. a good matchup, but I like T.Y. Hilton, even though last week's game was a little bit disappointing for fantasy enthusiasts who were expecting a lot out of Andrew Luck, even though he was going down to play my friends down in Duval County, Florida. This opportunity for him against the Texans, it should be there for him. And, and T.Y. Hilton's been so Texans consistent. Texans get beat deep. They if do. They get, beat, they get beat deep. I think you're right. I like that one a lot. All right, cool. I, I needed that validation. I, I mean, was a little, you didn't even ask me for it, little, but I'm I glad really you provided it. That's what I'm here for. That's, That's what I'm here for. Appreciate it. All right. What about so, this one? Yeah, we got Mike Evans and D.J. Moore. A lot of people like D.J. Moore all of a sudden. You know who else likes D.J. Moore all of a sudden? This yeah, girl, you do. Right here. It, does these even match the color of his uniform? I think this is a great... I like that it's color-coordinated. Look, Love I'm going to... Spoiler alert here. I have the Cleveland Browns winning this game. Did you hear what I just said? I have the Browns upsetting the Panthers, which means they're going to be throwing in the Ooh. second half, which means D.J. Moore, especially with no Greg Olson, the uptick in volume here means D.J. Moore is a better pick. Yeah, Sorry, but, Mike Evans. No, but the Browns have been giving up a lot of a lot of yards through the air. I think that's a very good. I was, I'm with you. That's my girl, Cynthia. Cynthia Freeland picking the Browns and Adam Rank, two of the gems of the NFL network. There's some fantasy football tips. I had DJ Moore back near the beginning of the season as one of my fantasy sleeper picks. And boy, he's really jumped up, especially with Devin Funches just being an overall dud there in Carolina. Gotta watch out, too. Hey, quick fantasy talk. If you're looking to start Cam Newton, that shoulder of his, 
it is deteriorating. And the last two times they've needed a Hail Mary, they've brought in the backup because his shoulder isn't good enough. So track Cam Newton, you might want to go in a bit of a different direction. I'll get into my fantasy picks a little bit later on. Uh, hashtag Ask Andy. So if you have your fantasy football questions, you can tweet them in at AndyMC81. Use the hashtag Ask Andy. But let's get to our Domino's Pizza Twitter poll. At TSN Four Downs at Andy MC81. It is. There are two current head coaching vacancies in the NFL, the Packers and the Browns. Which team situation do you feel is best for a new head coach? Which team situation do you feel is best for a new head coach? The Cleveland Browns or the Green Bay Packers? I'm gonna say the Browns, and here is why. Not for being a fan, so don't don't say, oh, Andy's just saying it because that. No. The reason is this. One, if you're a head coach, what do you want? You want sustainability, and you want star power, and you want salary cap room. Why? Because you can add players. You're not handcuffed. Think about this. You have Baker Mayfield, only a handful of games, but if his trend and projection continues, he's going to be a star in this league under a rookie deal. That's a value. Plus, you have a general manager in John Dorsey who added great graphics, great free agents this year, and again, has the first or second most salary cap room in the entire league to continue to add on. So you can go from now with Baker Mayfield and make an immediate impact. You got that. You got the rabid fan base in Cleveland and a team on the rise. The Packers now, you know what, man? It's like Aaron Rodgers getting banged up and all that salary cap limbo a little bit. I don't know. I, like, if, you, if you think maybe you get it right away, I, I would go Cleveland in this and maybe uh, out of those two and maybe stay clear of the Packers. Although, obviously, hey, if you can end up with Aaron Rodgers, it's all right. All right, how are you voting, man? Exactly what you said. If you end up with Aaron Rodgers, it's all right. And look, I don't doubt that the Browns have the better team. Much better situation. Yeah, long term, I think. wise yeah. long term. But it's just the lore of the Packers, you know what I mean? As a head coach to step in with guys we just named Holmgren, Vince Lombardi, to be able to uh, play for that fan base. I just feel like the Packers will be a little more, you know, enticing, desirable, desirable but Browns are right there. It, it could, it's, it's a situation where I think you can make a case for either. I say Browns, Arad says Packers. How do you vote? At TSN 4 Downs, at AndyMC81, you can have your say there. Well. After the break, we're going to get into some fantasy football tips. I know you're itching for it, folks. Okay, the playoffs are here. Or for your DFS daily contest, if you're knocked out, I got Elliot Christ, sports product manager from the Quant Edge. He's got tools. He's got analytics to back it up. Stay tuned. TSN 4 Downs. Welcome back, everybody. TSN 4 Downs, NFL Week 14 edition for you. Andy McNamara rolling along here. On Twitter, at AndyMC81, at TSN4Downs. Delivered by Domino's. Large four-topping pizza, just twelve ninety nine. Go get yourself some. Go get it. Domino's.ca. That's Domino's.ca. Want to get to. I chatted with him a little bit earlier on. Senior NFL writer for ESPN.com, Mike Sando. We went over a whole bunch of the news and notes from around the National Football League. Mike, I want to start you with our Twitter poll question at TSN4Downs. With the two head coaching vacancies in Green Bay and Cleveland. You got pros and cons with both areas. You have, of course, Aaron Rodgers, stud, but you know, maybe getting to the end of the line and the rising Baker Mayfield and a lot of salary cap room in Cleveland. So our question was, to you, which head coaching position is most attractive to any prospective candidates? You know, I'd probably lean towards Green Bay, although I think that their rest of their roster is further away than people might think. I do not necessarily love 
the front office structure with with the way Mark Murphy has set up. But you know, those concerns are kind of in Cleveland too. I mean, I, the ownership in Cleveland is uh, is a question mark and a negative until proven otherwise. And while we love what we've seen so far from Baker Mayfield, we still don't really know. I mean, how he's going to pan out over time. So. You know, with a chance to go with Aaron Rodgers, who, you know, should usually be insurance against even having a sub-500 year. I know they've been a little down this year. That might be um, the one I would lean towards, but I don't think it's as clear as it would have been, let's say, two years ago. Two years ago, it's a no-brainer for Green Bay because I liked their structure better then. Right, right. And what about the future of Mike McCarthy? Because... We see all the stats when he got fired, all the wins, the Super Bowl, the playoffs, and all that. But, you know, it could be maybe his offense is a little outdated. Maybe, you know, Mike McCarthy five years ago would have been a hot commodity. Where do you see him landing, or do you think he is going to get a head coaching job right away? Um, I can see him maybe taking a year off, you know, unless there's just a great opportunity. You know, Cleveland is interesting, and certainly he has a connection to John Dorsey. So I think he'd have to keep his, you know, ears open if if that were an opportunity. Um, you never know what other jobs could open surprisingly. You know, uh, there could be a change, and he may want to consider it. But I would just think bigger picture for him sit back a year, you know, maybe like you were saying, you know, I don't know that his offense is outdated and that sort of thing, but reassess, you know, yeah, yeah, I think reassess. that's been a, a good thing for some coaches. And I think Pete Carroll did a great job of reinventing himself and just, you know, sort of self scouting. I think it's a great, you know, you know, I think McCarthy's a, you know, really a family guy, take a year, spend it with your family, um, reassess exactly how you want to do it the next time and then, see what comes open. You know, I, I think, you know, I mentioned Seattle. He he and the CX general manager, John Schneider, are really tight buddies. So what if in the next couple of years Pete Carroll retired? I don't know that he will. But that's the type of opening that, you know, could happen around the league that you're not necessarily anticipating now, you know. So that's what I would probably advise for him unless there's just some amazing opportunity this year. Why not just spend a year and make yourself better and see what opens? I like that. Re- reassess and self-scout. In conversation with Mike Sando from ESPN, senior writer there on Twitter at Sando ESPN. Let's look at a couple teams, and we've we talked about this on the show over the last several weeks, Mike. It's which team to you is the most disappointing coming into this year with the expectations? Like we talked about Green Bay, but there's the Atlanta Falcons that have flopped. The Carolina Panthers yeah. since that Thursday game have just fell on their face. Is there is there a team or, or a couple that stand out to you yeah. like man, this this team was a yeah. contender and now they're nothing. Well, the, the team that's most disappointing to me, I don't know how much of a contender they were, but just Oakland. I mean, you know, you're yeah, like, yeah. hey, we're, we're getting John Gruden. I think there was a real, you know, even if you thought, oh, boy, Gruden after 10 years, is he going to have it? I, I thought that they would be a more compelling team to watch. And to me, they just fell apart, traded away players. We didn't, we, no one was talking when they got John Gruden. Hey, they're probably going to dump Amari Cooper and Khalil Mack <laughs> and go two and 10. So that's probably number one. And then I think Atlanta, and Tampa Bay are two others. And Tampa Bay is kind of rallying. You know, they may write it. They may actually get to 500 this year um, and figure it out. But but Atlanta, I think, man, to just not have answers defensively, to have the injuries on the offensive line seem to just doom them. They were somewhat promising for a while this year, and I think they're really disappointing and have to reassess. 
Yeah, they just kind of fell fell flat there. Now, Mike, on Twitter, and you, you sent it out at Sando ESPN, you co-wrote a piece, uh, a great piece, mm-hmm. uh, inside the NFL scoring explosion, flex backs, first downs, yeah. and flags. Can you tell us a little bit about, about the article? And, and you mentioned in the tweet, really, the phenomenon of the early down uh, explosion. Yeah. People, like, like not yeah. even getting to third down, but, but really hitting it off the bat. Absolutely. Teams are averaging fewer third down plays per game than any time in ESPN's data set, which goes back uh, to about 2001. So the reason that's happening is because they're doing such a great job on first and second down. First and second down is obviously the time when you can run or pass. You know, you're not third and seven where you're going to pass 99% of the time. It's when you really can dictate to the defense. And it feels to me like this is what's happening. More teams are using what used to be passing personnel on early down so like three wide receivers is now almost the base offense on first down that that is 57 percent of plays in the league if you go to youtube and pull up games from 10 or 20 years ago and look at third down i mean it looks totally different you know even third down does first down looks completely different than it does now it was i formation offset i formation it was a real heavier run oriented look and i think by going to more of passing type personnel um, on the early downs and still running at some offenses seem to be getting like the more proper balance of running and passing on early downs. Look at the Rams. Yeah. They're a hundred percent three wide receivers on first down, but they have Todd Gurley in the backfield, their quarterbacks under the center. So you're thinking about the run. If you're on defense, I think defenses just don't know what to do yet. You know, they don't really have that adjustment and that's why, the, uh, the offensive explosion is all early downs. Third down numbers are worse. They're actually worse than they've been in the past. So that tells me that it's a play calling formation um, thing that is driving a lot of this. Why do you think that is, Mike? Is that kind of a, a trend from the, the college game? Like, we know it's a copycat league. Like, and, and then if you take yeah. the, the, the coaching searches that are going to multiple that are going to come up in the offseason, yeah. I wonder if this more open style lends itself to the Sean McVay types, the young coordinator or the, or the college type coach. Yeah, I think we're seeing from the college ranks wide receivers coming in uh, more polished than they were in the past because mm-hmm. it's a passing game at that level. I think we're seeing a number of really good running backs that can catch the ball and be a threat as a receiver. You know, it sort of used to be that there was a Marshall Falk here or there, but a lot of those running backs had huge shoulder pads and they were, you know, they were being covered by linebackers with big neck rolls, right? I mean, that was the old, the way the game used to be, even, even 10, 15 years ago. So there's a little bit more versatility there. I think definitely coaches are more open-minded to, um, throwing the ball and being, uh, more spread concepts on early downs. I do think that, that the top offensive coaches have, have, at least been open to passing on first down. If you go back to Don Coriel, Mike Martz, um, Norv Turner, even at, at times with uh, Dallas going way back, those guys did make a lot of hay throwing the ball on first down. Um, but it's definitely more of a widespread thing, and the way teams are using the three wide receivers, you're just set up to do it better. And like I said, those guys coming out of college are are coming from passing games now and instead of having to adjust to the nfl where there's passing they've already been passing for two three four years in conversation with senior writer from espn nfl columnist mike sando on twitter at sando espn last one for you here mike getting to well poor alex smith right that horrific break then mm-hmm. news comes out the infection post-surgery they might have to go back in and and all that like what a from a big picture from washington what what 
could have been. You had the yeah. division there. Then Smith goes down. Colt McCoy goes down. Now you're with Sanchez, and who knows what else is going to happen. Yeah. Where where do you think they go at quarterback? Because Alex Smith, there's yeah. no sure thing he's going to come back from this. No, I know. I think they're in real trouble because yeah. even when he was healthy and playing, it wasn't like it was going that great on offense. You know, they they uh, really weren't as productive even as they had been before. The problem they've got now is that you know Alex Smith's contract has a fifteen million dollar guaranteed base salary for two thousand nineteen. Now, if you look at his um, contract, and I often go to overthecap.com or to just Google Alex Smith over the cap, all one word, you could see his contract, and it, it shows that in 2019, if he were to be released or not on the roster, there's $36.6 million of dead money, meaning oh. money that would count against the cap without him being on the team. So, you know, there's some mechanisms in the cap where you could spread half of that, you know, over into 220. But let's just say, let's just say conservatively, his deal counts 20 million against the cap next year. So if you go out and sign Joe Flacco for a Case Keenum type deal, you know, where he's 18 million a year, you've got $38 million in the quarterback position to have Joe Flacco. Yikes. Well, how do you win doing that? I mean, Joe Flacco is an average quarterback, right? He's not going to elevate your team. (laughs) <laughs> he's going to drag it down if he has that type of salary cap hit. So, uh, you know, they may need to be drafting a quarterback. Wow. And who would have thought that uh, just a few months ago? My goodness. Uh, Mike, real pleasure, man. Thank you so much for taking the time. Really appreciate it. Thank you. All right. There he is, Mike Sando from ESPN.com, the terrific senior NFL writer. We will step aside. I'll answer your fantasy football questions next in hashtag AskAndy. You can tweet me at AndyMC81. Use the hashtag AskAndy as well as our big three game picks and my sleeper picks for NFL Week 14. That's next on TSN 4 Downs. Mariota gives it to Henry. Henry bounces it outside. 5, 10, 15, stiff arm, 20, 25, 30, 40, stiff arm, 50, 40, 30. He's on his feet. Big chase, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Titans, 99 yards. The longest run in franchise history, and the Titans Don't you love the local calls? Gotta love Tennessee Radio on that one. Welcome, everybody. NFL Week 14 edition of TSN 4 Downs on TSN 1050 Toronto. TSN 1150 Hamilton. I'm Andy McNamara, and as you know, we are delivered by Domino's. Go grab yourself a large four-topping pizza for just $12.99. Add on some side dishes. If you haven't tried the cheesy bread, you're missing out on life. Or the boneless chicken, marbled cookie brownie for dessert. Check it all out. Domino's.ca. That's Domino's.ca. What a show we got for you today. Senior NFL writer for ESPN.com, Mike Sando, joins me in about a half hour's time. And sports product manager, Elliot Christ, at the Quant Edge. Fantasy football tips and tools for your league playoffs and DFS contests. So some very cool stuff coming up there. Folks, I I just got to say, that Thursday nighter, thank goodness for that Derrick Henry run, because that was a dog, like we all thought it would be, because the Jaguars suck. They're terrible. Somehow, Cody Kessler threw for more yards than Marcus Mariota, but that was all garbage time. 
Check out this. This is the stat you have to realize for Cody Kessler. And I've been telling you guys all this, anyone who got excited over the Jacksonville Jaguars, and, oh, Cody Kessler's going to come in. Cody Kessler's going to come in and, and, and save the day for Blake Portals. No. Average 5.6 yards per completion. 5.6. You know how bad that is? That, 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 is, that is like tossing it just uh, across your couch to your buddy. That's a completion for Cody Kessler. He's been that way since he was drafted by the Browns. He... To me, now that Nate Peterman's out of the league, he's going to be battling neck and neck with Mark Mark Sanchez for the worst quarterback in the National Football League. The worst. That's what Cody Kessler gets you. He did throw a touchdown, which is a little surprising, and ran for 17 yards. But that was a terrible game. How about a fantasy killer? Oh, if that was starting off your fantasy football playoff and you were all comfortable, Leonard Fournette, Kessler's not going to throw. It's going to be Fournette time. 36 yards. Oh. And Derrick Henry, who's been on kind of an, an up-and-down trend all year, nobody predicted anything close to 238, four touchdowns. That could be a fantasy winner right there. That could be just one of those sick performances that wins you your playoff round. Wow. So glad that one's to bed. There are a lot better matchups coming up. But let's get to the news and notes from around the National Football League in three and out. First down. Now, how about this matchup? Is there more pressure on the visiting Philadelphia Eagles or the hosting Dallas Cowboys when they face each other Sunday? The NFC East division, it'll either be the Cowboys if they come out on top, or the Eagles can even it up and make it real interesting down the stretch. ESPN's Darren Woodson gave his opinion. Look, I, you know, the pressure is on, on, on both teams. I, I would say the more pressure is on Philadelphia in this game because of the fact the Cowboys did beat them earlier in the season. They need this game. They are the defending Super Bowl champs. And not only that, after this game, after this game, the next three games for the Philadelphia Eagles, the Rams, Texans, and I don't know who the last, I think the Washington Redskins are at the end of the season. But the Washington, but the Rams and the Texans are going to be tough, tough games for them, for them to win. Yeah, they need Washington. to go to Dallas. They need to go to Dallas and win this football game. They are the defending Super Bowl champions. And I get it. The Cowboys are at home. There's a lot of pressure on the coaching staff to get this win. And they can set themselves straight for the rest of the rest of the season by winning this game. But for the Eagles, they have to win this game in order to stay alive. But they don't win this game, they're packing up U-Haul. They're backing up the U-Haul trucks. That's over. Yeah, it absolutely is. Now, here's an interesting thing. The Cowboys, seven and five, Eagles six and six. Dallas has won four in a row. Eagles have won their last two. Starting to come on a little bit. And if you're ever going to show up, now we know traditionally it takes a quarterback and, and really most players a full year to get fully right from a major knee injury. Right? A quarterback you see it all the time. So next year I fully expect this whole team and Carson Wentz to rebound fully. But if you're going to make a push, if you're going to say, hey, okay, we know Washington's done with Mark Sanchez. They're out. We know the Giants aren't doing anything at 4-8. and eight. It is a two-horse race for a very gettable d- division here. you got to get it done. Can they sum it up? I'm loving the Dallas Cowboys this week, though, man. Like, th- this team, since Amari Cooper has joined, think about this, since Amari Cooper's joined, that whole offense and really the whole team has elevated itself. And why? Well, it's because defenses actually have to respect the offense. You can't just say now, all right, we know it's going to Zeke Elliott, and we'll rush Dak Prescott. Oh, and if you toss it to little Cole Beasley once in a while, who cares? No. Now you actually got to account for Amari Cooper, and that was just the little thing that offense needed to open it all up. I think the Cowboys are going to win here and, and take that division. And you know what? Heck, man, they keep going and stay healthy. They might have an interesting little run in them. All right, let's move on. Second down. Now, we'll dive into the two current head coaching vacancies in our Twitter poll question in a few minutes at AndyMC81 and at TSN4Downs. But... 
A name every year that gets floated around is New England Patriots offensive coordinator Josh McDaniels. You know, the guy that, that screwed over the Colts and returned to Daddy Bill Belichick after the Colts released a press statement announcing him as their coach. That guy. Well, ESPN's Teddy Bruschi isn't so sure that McDaniels would fit in the available head coaching spot in Green Bay. He, he should be a candidate for the job. He should be considered for the job. I mean, Josh McDaniels is, is going to be a head coach in this league. I don't know when it's going to be. I don't know if it's going to be this year. I don't know what kind of deal that they, he made with the New England Patriots and, and Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick. I know that they probably might have told Josh that are we going to have to deal with this again next year. So is there a deal in place down the road? I don't, we don't know that, but in terms of a creative offense of mine from week to week having different plans, Josh McDaniels absolutely has that knowledge. I think he's ready to be a head coach. He can be a capable head coach. In terms of the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think Aaron Rodgers would want Josh McDaniels as a head coach, and here's why. Because if Josh McDaniels becomes Aaron Rodgers' head coach, and then Everything Aaron Rodgers does, all the success that he has is tied to Tom Brady, is tied to the New England Patriots. They had to bring someone from Tom Brady's past or Tom Brady's career over here to fix you, to have, for you to have success. I don't think the ego of Aaron Rodgers would like that. I don't think he wants anything to do with the New England Patriots because he, or Tom Brady because I feel that he feels I'm better than Tom Brady and I don't need his old offensive coordinator to have success. Let's get somebody else in here, someone new, someone fresh because I'm good enough to make it work with anybody that's going to come right. in here. So I, I understand and how we're, we're talking about the possibility because Josh is a great well, head coach, a possible, a great offensive mind, but it's just not going to happen. That was Teddy Bruschi for ESPN. Let's bring in our producer, Aradis Vandy. Arad, now I know you're, you're a Pats guy. Uh, All the way. Listen, this, I, I would understand Teddy's take more if Aaron Rodgers did not have a Super Bowl already and was arguably the best quarterback in the game. He's got a Super Bowl. If that happened and McDaniels came in, then they won, then maybe. But he's got a Super Bowl. I, I, don't, I don't buy that. I don't buy it either. I mean, just remember Brett Favre and Mike Holmgren. Right? Nobody talks about, oh, Holmgren was Joe Montana's coach and great. this look at Favre. That's a great point. You know what I mean? So I don't point. understand what is Teddy trying to say here. And at the same time, this is probably McDaniels' best year coaching. Tom Brady is not the same Tom Brady, right? He's banged up. He's banged up, and like he's pretty inaccurate this year if you look mm-hmm. at his long throws. So his play calling, the use of like James White and Sony Michelle, like it's masterful by McDaniel's this year. So of course Aaron Rodgers would want McDaniel's on his side. Why wouldn't he? Yeah, uh, that is such a good point with the Holmgren and um, Montana comparison. I, like again, if Rodgers did not have a Super Bowl. And you got, and he has the big ego that Teddy Bruschi says. He, maybe I could, I could maybe hear that. God, at this point, how many years does he have left? I'm sure if he feels Josh McDaniels gives him the best chance to win a title, he'd sign him up. Man, who cares? Okay, let's move on. Third down, and we have two TSN Four Downs friends of show from the NFL Network, fantasy football expert Adam Rank and football analytics mastermind Cynthia Freeland, teamed up to go over fantasy NFL Week 14 comparisons between established stars and newer performers, beginning with the quarterbacks, Atlanta's Matt Ryan versus the Bills, Josh Allen. 
Matt Ryan. This one's kind of easy for me. Oh, the Number stuff. five points per game this season. He scored more than 29 fantasy points in three of his past four. And for me, the most important aspect of this, I think it's going to be a high-scoring, close game with the Packers, meaning lots of potential upside here, maybe even some extra football. Yeah, ooh, that'd be fun. A little overtime. Got to throw the ball. It could be a little frigid. I like Josh Allen, but I understand what you're saying. It's Off chaos end. there, too. I, I it's get chaos. It. I'd rather go with the known quantity than the chaos. Fair enough. Well, here we got T.Y. Hilton, Cortland Sutton. Again, I'm going to go with the star as well in this one. I'm afraid that Cortland Sutton might be matched up with Richard Sherman, so that means Doesn't that seem like a good matchup. Doesn't seem like no. a good matchup, but I like T.Y. Hilton, even though last week's game was a little bit disappointing for fantasy enthusiasts who were expecting a lot out of Andrew Luck, even though he was going down to play my friends down in Duval County, Florida. This opportunity for him against the Texans, it should be there for him. And, and T.Y. Hilton's been so Texans consistent. Texans get beat deep. They if do. They get, beat, they get beat deep. I think you're right. I like that one a lot. All right, cool. I, I needed that validation. because I, I mean, was a little, you didn't even ask me for it, little, but I'm I glad really you provided it. That's what I'm here for. That's what I'm here for. Appreciate it. All right. What about so, this one? Yeah, we got Mike Evans and D.J. Moore. A lot of people like D.J. Moore all of a sudden. You know who else likes D.J. Moore all of a sudden? This yeah, girl, you do. Right here. It, the, does these even match the color of his uniform? I think this is a great... I like that it's color-coordinated. Look, well I'm going to... Spoiler alert here. I have the Cleveland Browns winning this game. Did you hear what I just said? I have the Browns upsetting the Panthers, which means they're going to be throwing in the Ooh. second half, which means DJ Moore, especially with no Greg Olson, the uptick in volume here means DJ Moore is a better pick. Sorry, yeah, Mike Evans. No, but the Browns have been giving up a lot of a lot of yards through the air. I think that's a very good. I was I'm with you. That's my girl, Cynthia. Cynthia Freeland picking the Browns and Adam Rank, two of the gems of the NFL network. There's some fantasy football tips. I had DJ Moore back near the beginning of the season as one of my fantasy sleeper picks. And boy, he's really jumped up, especially with Devin Funches just being an overall dud there in Carolina. Gotta watch out, too. Hey, quick fantasy talk. If you're looking to start Cam Newton, that shoulder of his... It is deteriorating, and the last two times they've needed a Hail Mary, they've brought in the backup because his shoulder isn't good enough. So track Cam Newton. You might want to go in a bit of a different direction. I'll get into my fantasy picks a little bit later on. Uh, hashtag AskAndy. So if you have your fantasy football questions, you can tweet them in at AndyMC81. Use the hashtag AskAndy. But let's get to our Domino's Pizza Twitter poll at TSN4Downs at AndyMC81. It is. There are two current head coaching vacancies in the NFL, the Packers and the Browns. Which team situation do you feel is best for a new head coach? Which team situation do you feel is best for a new head coach? The Cleveland Browns or the Green Bay Packers? I'm going to say the Browns, and here is why. Not for being a fan, so don't, don't say, oh, Andy's just saying it because that. No. The reason is this. One, if you're a head coach, what do you want? You want sustainability, and you want star power, and you want salary cap room. Why? Because you can add players. You're not handcuffed. Think about this. You have Baker Mayfield, only a handful of games, but if his trend and projection continues, he's going to be a star in this league under a rookie deal. That's a value. Plus, you have a general manager in John Dorsey who added great graphics, great free agents this year, and again, has the first or second most salary cap room in the entire league to continue to add on. So you can go from now with Baker Mayfield and make an immediate impact. You got that. You got the rabid fan base in Cleveland and a team on the rise. The Packers now, you know what, man? It's like Aaron Rodgers getting banged up and all that salary cap limbo a little bit. I don't know. I, like, if, you, if you think maybe you get it right away, 
I I would go Cleveland in this and maybe uh, out of those two and maybe stay clear of the Packers. Although, obviously, hey, if you can end up with Aaron Rodgers, it's all right. All right, how are you voting, man? Exactly what you said. If you end up with Aaron Rodgers, it's all right. And look, I don't doubt that the Browns have the better team. Much better situation. Long-term, I think. Long-term. But... It's just the lore of the Packers, you know what I mean? As a head coach, to step in with guys we just named Holmgren, Vince Lombardi, to be able to uh, play for that fan base. I just feel like the Packers will be a little more, you know, enticing, desirable, desirable but Browns are right there. It, it could, it's, it's a situation where I think you can make a case for either. I say Browns, Arad says Packers. How do you vote? At TSN 4 Downs, at AndyMC81, you can have your say there. Well, after the break, we're going to get into some fantasy football tips. I know you're itching for it, folks. Okay, the playoffs are here. Or for your DFS Daily Contest, if you're knocked out, I got Elliot Christ, sports product manager from the Quant Edge. He's got tools. He's got analytics to back it up. Stay tuned, TSN 4 Downs. Back to wrap up the NFL Week 14 edition of TSN 4 Downs. I'm Andy McNamara, and of course you're listening on TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1150 Hamilton. If you miss any of the show, don't worry. You can find us on iTunes, on the TSN 1050.ca show page. Just scroll down, find TSN 4 Downs. Or, of course, we'll tweet it out from at AndyMC81 and at TSN 4 Downs, as well as at TSN 1050 Radio Accounts. We have so much to get to in so little time, so... Let's head to some fantasy football talk, shall we? It's time for Ask Andy with TSN 4 Downs fantasy analyst Andy McNamara. You can join the conversation on Twitter and get your fantasy football questions answered by tweeting at AndyMC81 using the hashtag AskAndy. All right, and we go to producer Aradis Vandy. Of course, our regular producer, Sean Lavery, is en route to Australia and... I don't know how long that flight is, right? It's like 20-something hours. Somewhere over the Pacific Island. He is, Hopefully he's listening to us. <laughs> he is somewhere over water, probably. So, Arad doing a great job filling in. Okay, let's get to some hash, hashtag Ask Andy questions. So, our first question is from at in Louis Trust. He says, for my fantasy playoffs, I need to decide between Sony Michel or Adrian Peterson at running back. I would say, due to their quarterback situation for Washington, uh, they're going to have no choice but to lean very heavily on AP. Like, we saw the first play Mark Sanchez was in. You handed it off to Adrian Peterson, and he went for a 90-yard touchdown. Behind Mark Sanchez now in Washington is Josh Johnson. Remember him? No, you probably don't, because he's also terrible. So it is all AP. So because of that, workload plus Giants poor Rundy equals AP over Sony Michelle, who is in a timeshare. Second question from at Trevor Mayhew. Need QB help? Do I go with Russell Wilson, Carson Wentz, Baker Mayfield, or Josh Allen? Ooh, of course, fantasy playoff time, right? And if you're playing some DraftKings too, uh, I'll stay, stay away from Russell Wilson against a Minnesota defense. Let's get this. He's held Drew Brees, Tom Brady, and Aaron Rodgers to one touchdown pass each over the last five weeks. That's that Vikings defense. Wentz went for over 25 fantasy points last time Philly played Dallas. But this Cowboys defense and overall, they're they're playing so much better at at a higher level. So I'm a little iffy about Wentz. So I'm going, it comes down to the two rookies for me. Baker Mayfield will pop back strong against a weak pass rushing Panthers team. But I'm going to go with one of my DraftKings sleeper picks of the week on the DK playbook, Josh Allen. All right, yes, I'm going with a Buffalo Bills quarterback on offense, and here's why. 
averaging last two games 30.02 fantasy points. That's sick. Eh? Combined 391 passing yards, three touchdowns, and two uh, interception ratio, 234 yards on the ground. Is it sustainable, you might ask? Who cares? Right? We're, we're worried about this week. This guy's a wild card. He will use his legs. He will use his arms. It's kind of like that Blake Bortles formula of he'll get you fantasy points somehow, and it's happening at a big level. So I say go with Josh Allen. And our final question is from at MattyD613. Who would you start? Chris Connolly of the Kansas City Chiefs or Bruce Ellington of the Detroit Lions? Need the W this week to make the playoffs. Oh, boy. All right, Matty. We'll, we'll see if we can help you out. Yeah, you're either in the fantasy playoffs or on the cusp of it. Uh, both of these guys face real tough defenses, but Ellington is questionable with a back injury, and Conley has a way higher ceiling. Like, when Conley goes off, he goes off for, like, high teens and into the 20s. Ellington's kind of in that, that ceiling in the teens, low teens, double digits. So I'll say go with Conley because also Sammy Watkins is out, and Baltimore's defense can shut down playmakers from uh, like, like the WR1s. Here's a little research I did. All right. The last two weeks for the Baltimore Ravens, we know how good the D is, but they have shut down the top wide receiver, Julio Jones for the Atlanta Falcons. But who benefited? Mohamed Sanu and Calvin Ridley both inhaled more passes and yards than Julio. Week before that, Seth Roberts and Lee Smith delivered more receiving yards than Jared Cook and Jalen Richard. So the secondary receivers benefit when they shut down the star receiver. So that's why I think another reason why Conley might be the guy there. So there you go. Uh, there's a lot more hashtag Ask Andy questions. I do my best to answer them on Twitter. You can send them in. Hashtag Ask Andy at AndyMC81. And I'll make one bold fantasy play this week. All right, you ready for this? I'm in my Yahoo League, one of my Yahoo fantasy leagues. I'm going to bench Gronk in favor of the Steelers. Jalen Samuels, who has dual eligibility as a running back and tight end. I'm tired of Gronk screwing me over. I can't mess around. I can't mess around. I'm sorry, Gronk. First time I ever drafted you. All right, the guy, I, you watch him go off for 30, right? But, but like, the guy hasn't done it. Jalen Samuel's going to get a big workload. And with that tight end eligibility, I pop him in there and I can go elsewhere for running back. Am I nuts? A little bit? Not at all. I'm bold, baby. Not at all. Like, I watch the Patriots every weekend. This is not the same. This Gronk is your team. Before, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so those are some fantasy tips there. Let's get to some game picks, shall we? Let's get to some game picks. The big. Three. All right, now, all right, how did we do last week, myself, you, and Sean, on our big three game picks? It was a bit of a tough week. Bit, bit of, a tough, of week. a tough week and bit of an unlucky week. Yeah. Because you picked the Washington Redskins six and a half point underdogs to cover. at Philadelphia. Yep. And Colt McCoy went down. I couldn't predict. Those are things you can't predict. I can't predict Colt McCoy is going to break his fibula. Exactly. There's nothing you can do about that. Producer Sean, he picked the Lions, 10-point underdogs versus the Rams, and he couldn't get the backdoor cover there. But alas, Sandy, oh, alas, did you I do it? got the San Diego... Oh, I always say it. The <laughs> LA Chargers, 3.5-point underdogs against the Steelers, and they ended up winning the game, so nice. it wasn't all bad for the big three. There you go. So we're 1-2. and two. We're going to try to do better this week. My pick this week, Browns are one-point underdogs to the visiting Carolina Panthers. What that tells you is this game is a pick em. Panthers on a four-game skid. Cam Newton mentioned it earlier in the show. That shoulder, not 100%, nowhere close to it. They brought in the backup quarterback the last two times to throw Hail Marys. you got to shut down Christian McCaffrey. If I'm the Browns, I'm focusing on McCaffrey. Let Cam Newton try to beat me elsewhere with uh, Greg Olson out as well. right? So I'm going to say Browns at home, coming off that tough loss to Houston. I'm riding with Baker Mayfield, baby, and the Browns to cover. What are you saying, Red? 
I am going with the New York football giants. Three and a half point favorites over the Washington Redskins. But, you know, butt fumble. So obviously (laughs) I'm going to pick against them. And I'm going with the Giants. And then he had a butt fumble recovery, fittingly. (laughs) Nothing can redeem that. I don't care what people say. Our producer, Sean Lavery, has sent us a pick from somewhere over the Pacific Ocean. What a gamer. All right. Oh, yeah. He's going with the Atlanta Falcons. Four and a half point underdogs against the Packers. In Lambeau, nonetheless. Falcons to cover! But, you know, Sean knows his stuff, so wow. let's see how it goes. Maybe that time zone crossover is affecting him a little bit. That's good. That, you know what? This is, this is a bold pick. This could go one of two ways. Either the Packers completely mail it in after Mike McCarthy got fired, and this is it. And the Falcons come in, who do not travel well on the road. Or they rally and ball out. So I think this might, this is going to go one of two ways. Uh, it's a gutsy pick. So there you go. You can send us your picks at TSN4Downs at AndyMC81. We'll tweet out uh, our picks there uh, along with the show link at those, uh, at those Twitter handles right there. But, folks, that'll do it. The fastest hour in sports, TSN4Downs. So for producer Aradis Vandy, I'm Andy McNamara. You've been listening to TSN4Downs.